0: Hey history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. Earlier this summer, a town called Ellicott City in Maryland was devastated by its second catastrophic flood in two years. It rained an astonishing eight inches in just two hours. The Patapsco River rose and kept rising, sending waves of water rushing down Main Street, flipping cars, and instantly flooding shops and restaurants, some all the way up to the second floor. There was one fatality. A National Guard member died while trying to save others. Authorities said it was a miracle there weren't more deaths. How could a city suffer two catastrophic floods in such a short time? Well, a lot of it has to do with development The forests and trees that had once held back water were taken over by houses and other properties. But it's also about geography. Ellicott City is unlucky in that department. While beautiful to walk around and shop, the city is located at the bottom of a topographical funnel where several streams converge into the Patapsco River. Here's the thing, though. That most recent flood earlier this summer, as bad as it was, It was not the worst flood the city has ever experienced. That flood happened on July 24th, 1868. When it happened, it wasn't even raining. Sure, all signs indicated that a storm was coming from the west. Clouds completely blocked the light from the setting sun. Birds stopped singing, mill workers were forced to quit early, and flashes of lightning filled the western sky. The residents of the town braced for the rain. It never came. But the waters of the Patasco River began to rise. By nighttime, the water had risen 10 feet. And within minutes, residents heard a terrible roaring noise. The water from the river was rushing toward the town. Waves were described as hitting 20 feet in the air as the wall of water hit Ellicott City. Residents scrambled to their rooftops, but entire houses were swept away. David Healy, the author of The Great Storms of the Chesapeake, described in his book how families would climb to the rooftops of the next intact house as each one washed away. He wrote, quote, finally, just one house stood with as many as 36 people, mostly women and very young children shouting for help from the roof. But they were beyond rescue, separated from the shore by too great a distance. And then the last house washed away. The town's flour mill was also swept away. The cotton mill was ruined and the nearby ironworks washed down the river. After the flood, bodies washed up downstream for days. Between 40 and 50 people lost their lives. Parts of crushed houses, piles of furniture, goods from stores, trees, logs, and stones were deposited in tangled heaps along the path of the water. Later that night, the flood swept toward Baltimore, where it wrecked bridges and filled the streets and harbor with debris. U.S. Naval Observatory records for July 24, 1868, confirm that rain never fell that evening in Washington at least none that could have caused such intense flooding. So how did it happen? It's still a bit of a mystery, but the flood was likely the result of runoff from a storm that stayed east of the region. Meanwhile, in Ellicott City, survivors rebuilt and braced for the next storm. Now, 150 years later, they are rebuilding again. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Kevin Ambrose for reporting the story for The Washington Post. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.